ovation here. Let's go to our ring announcer. Welcome to the show that brings you all things nostalgia in the world of professional wrestling. It is now time to go Beyond the Bell. show that brings you all things nostalgia in the world of professional wrestling and dare I say it sports entertainment welcome to beyond the bell via the SNS radio network your host ring announcer Sean Beckerman back with you for another edition of the old school show bringing you nostalgia in pro wrestling so the holidays are upon us. We just finished Thanksgiving. We're still in Survivor Series mode, even though The Rock is gone. The Rock and Cena connection over. Never before, never again. But once again, we'll go beyond the bell here on the SNS Radio Network. So, to kick off our third part of our Survivor Series trilogy, I want to look back at the teams of the Survivor Series. Well, kids, we'll talk about the best teams in Survivor Series history, the worst teams in the Thanksgiving traditional event, as well as the greatest and worst team names. So this should be a nice little cap to our Survivor Series edition of Beyond the Bell. So first, let's start off talking about the best of WWE slash WWF Survivor Series teams. In 2003, we saw Kurt Angle, Chris Benoit, John Cena, Hardcore Holly, and JBL, at the time, Bradshaw. In 2003, rivals Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle put their differences aside to battle one another in one of the largest Survivor Series teams in its history. Hardcore Holly and Bradshaw weren't very important, but the three basically, of Benoit, Angle, and Cena, were dominant. The match ended when Benoit made Brock Lesnar tap out and John Cena pinned the big show. So when you combine all those top elements, but JBL, maybe at the time, as Bradshaw, wasn't as popular, but now being, I think he is, and was a megastar, because he was the longest reigning WWE champion in SmackDown history, he claims. You know, he is a top draw and was a great heel, I will admit, to this very day. That's why we like Mark Henry so much, because we see a lot of the traits, the very simple heel traits 
that JBL had. When we talk about Dolph Ziggler being a heel, it's more of a modern-day heel rather than JBL, who was very old-school. But Kurt Angle, Benoit, Cena, early Cena, before Hustle, Loyalty, Respect, Word Life Cena, Hardcore Holly, you throw him in there, and JBL, they were quite a team in 2003. Let's talk about Team DX. I was there, live and in person, for 2006 edition of the Survivor Series. It comprised of Triple H and Shawn Michaels, DX, some guy by the name of CM Punk in ECW, and Matt and Jeff Jailbird, I mean Matt and Jeff Hardy. Normally, the Survivor Series teams had stories that somehow intertwined, but in 06, the WWE simply took the top faces and put them all on one team. I hated when they just throw teams together, and we saw it even this year at the Survivor Series match. At least during the match, they made it seem important when Wade Barrett won, and they showed the prevalence of him beating Randy Orton, who in which we talked about on Beyond the Bell, the streak he had of being the sole survivor of the Survivor Series. But when we look back at it, they didn't really make it seem... They just threw the teams together. It didn't have a purpose. And granted, yes, we look back at the nostalgia days of the Survivor Series and say, oh, yeah, the teams back then in the late 80s, in the origination of Survivor Series, they were great. They were thrown together too, but we had more cohesive units back then than we do now. So, DX members, HBK and Triple H, led the team. The Hardy Boys had not tagged together for a while because they were on separate brands, but they reunited for the Survivor Series event. This team was rounded out with ECW's top face. You may know him now as the voice of the voiceless, CM Punk. Team DX demolished their opponents at Survivor Series, and all five men survived. Two things that came to point. The crowd chanting CM Punk right before, as Triple H was introducing each one of his partners. And it's amazing where we are now, you know, five, almost six years later, uh, where we see CM Punk so popular in the WWE now. And I have an appreciation for that because he came from the independent circuit. So there's hope for guys like me, maybe. Maybe one day you'll see me on WWE television. I hope so. We'll talk more about my feelings at the end of the broadcast about a certain ring announcer that came back at the Survivor Series this past year. Anyway, the second thing that that really I, I loved about this match was when Mike Knox came in, Shawn Michaels just super kicked him and he was out. And then he turns over to Triple H and says, who was that? And then Triple H says, Mike Knox, he's on ECW. Priceless. Hilarious. Let's go to 1990, The Vipers. And yes, Randy Orton was not involved. It consisted of Jake the Snake Roberts, Jimmy, Superfly, Snooker, and The Rockers. Back in the day, there was nobody as bad as Jake Roberts in terms of the good bad. He was a true heel. He can cut a promo like anyone, one of the best in the business. But not if you're playing 21. You know what I'm saying? And nobody was as cool as the superfly, Jimmy Snuka. So throw in the most exciting tag team in the WWE, and you have a great Survivor Series team. Not to mention a future Hall of Famer in the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. 1989, 
the Hulkamaniacs, the immortal Hulk Hogan, Jake the Snake Roberts, Demolition, Axe and Smash. What a team. As you could say before, nobody like Jake Roberts was as bad. So it was pretty special when he teamed up with the most popular superstar of all time, the immortal Hulk Hogan. The crazy face paint wearing team called Demolition, they kind of look like a team in the NWA, right? Uh, some Legion or something like that. But this rounded out a great team in every, in every single aspect. Let's skip a decade ahead now. 2000, Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko, Eddie Guerrero, and Perry Saturn. They were new to the World Wrestling Federation. They were the Radicals. During a meeting, four WCW superstars, or in, their, in that company, wrestlers, walked out of the company. Benoit, Blanco, Guerrero, and Saturn immediately went to the WWE, where they created a faction we know we all knew and came to love as the Radicals. With one shortcoming was their first match, or Eddie's first match, him dislocating his elbow and being out for months really put a halt to the unity of the group in general. But Latino Heat was born nevertheless. For several years, the Radicals were a very popular group, thanks in large part to Chris Benoit, who unbelievably was one of the greatest ring workers of its time. And add that, Eddie Guerrero's, Eddie Guerrero's antics inside the ring, he was an unbelievable performer performer as well, a Hall of Famer. Combined all those combination, all those four abilities and, and the combination of attributes, charisma, and ability, you have a great, great Survivor Series tag team. A radical one, dare I say. In 1995, Yokozuna, The Rocket, Owen Hart, Razor Ramon, and Dean Douglas were a team. Very interesting. This 95 Survivor Series team was a great collection of heels. Yokozuna was one of the all-time great monster heels. Owen brought great wrestling ability, not to mention his personality behind the mic on top of it. Razor Ramon was a great character, and then you add the franchise. Dean Douglas. Well, he was saddled with that terrible gimmick, but always had been extremely talented. So when you look at the franchise part of it, that was a great team. In 94, the year prior, Shawn Michaels, Diesel, Owen Hart, Jim the Anvil Nightheart, and Double J, J-E-double-F, J-A-double-R-E-double-T, Jeff Jarrett, were a team. They were called the Teamsters, which was an interesting combination of future stars. Shawn Michaels and Diesel would go on to lead DX and the NWO during professional wrestling's boom period. Owen Hart and Jim the Anvil Nightheart were part of the Hart Foundation, and Jeff Jarrett would eventually be a main eventer in WCW and basically create the second form to WWE today, TNA Impact Wrestling. So maybe not the time they were a great combo to put together, but in hindsight, in terms of the importance to the industry, a, a tremendous team combined. In 1999, Edge, Matt and Jeff Hardy, and Christian were a team. Yes, 
the Terry Invitational Tournament Tag Teams the were a team in the Survivor Series. Edge and Christian and the Hardys were part of one of the greatest rivalries of all time. They cemented the legacy known as the ladder match and add the Dudleys into it. And then you get, of course, TLC, which is coming up in December. You see a theme here, fans? The two teams had many legendary battles with each other. And then when you threw the Dudleys on top of it in 99, they had one of the greatest, greatest rivalries ever. And that was, you could say, the biggest period in tag team history for the WWF slash WWE. So when you look at this team of Edge and Christian, Matt and Jeff Hardy, you you cannot deny a legendary tag team or a legendary Survivor Series team. There were two teams in the Survivor Series of 1990 that stood out to me. One, the Ultimate Warriors, which consisted of, of course, the Ultimate Warrior, Kerry Von Erich, the modern-day warrior, and the Legion of Doom, Animal and Hawk. What a team there. The second team was the Perfect Team, who, of course, involved Mr. Perfect, Demolition, Axe, Smash, and Newcomer Crush. Finally, the LOD and Demolition inside the squared circle against each other. You add Mr. Perfect, the Ultimate Warrior, and one of the Von Erics, the Texas Tornado. That That is a sur- truly a Survivor Series matchup. Some people say it's, it's their number one choice. They could be biased upon it, but I, uh, I, it's hard to disagree. So, before you could look at the Survivor Series in 1990, some people were casual fans at the time. So, this may have drawn you in to the world of sports entertainment, or what was to be sports entertainment. After the Survivor Series in 1990, many people were diehard wrestling fans. I was way before since I was a fetus, but many people were after this event. And it was all because of the match between the Ultimate Warriors and the perfect team, you could say. I know a lot of friends of mine remember this match because it was so important because of the components and the teammates on each side. The Ultimate Warriors were obviously led by the Ultimate Warrior. Looking back at the Warrior, he wasn't a good wrestler and his interviews didn't really make sense. But you were young at the time. You maybe were, you know, 8 to 12 years old. So he was cool. He ran, shook the ropes. You loved him. He was the metalhead. The Warrior. So, yeah, that cool aspect. The only thing that one could care about was that the Ultimate Warrior had cool face paint, cool tassels, you know, and then he, he blew himself up running to the ring. And then you speak of cool face paint on top of it, they actually had an article, we'll, we'll do uh, another Beyond the Bell dedicated to face-painted wrestlers, but Joey Styles and WWE.com got the jump on me. Thanks for that, Joey. The Road Warriors, NWA legends, came in and destroyed anyone that was in their way. And they had awesome face paint as well. Hawk and Animal. Forget tassels, though. They had the shoulder pads with spikes. Spikes were so awesome at the time, even to this day. The Divas are doing, we pop for the spikes that make them look like the opponents of this team. 
demolition. On the perfect team, there was the low-down, dirty demolition. Ever since demolition added a third member to their team, they would switch out members, and the referee would, wouldn't notice because they all wore the same type of face paint. Who would have noticed Crush was significantly taller than both of them? But it's besides the point. Their team captain was, of course, Mr. Perfect. Kurt Henning didn't just think he was great. He didn't think he was the best. He thought he was perfect at every single thing he did, even selecting the perfect team. The worst part is that he he backed it up by being one of the best and almost near-perfect wrestlers of the era. So you combined the Ultimate Warrior, the Legion of Doom, and Kerry Von Erich against Demolition and Mr. Perfect equals one thing. Perfection. I know, corny guys. Can't help it. Now, fans, let's look at the best team names, not teams. They may comprise of some superstars or future superstars in our business, but the best team names in Survivor Series history. First off, let's look at the bad guys. Team members were, of course, the bad guy, Razor Ramon, as the captain. The British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith. Sean Waltman, the 1-2-3 kid. And the Head Shrinkers, Fatou and Sion. The year was 1994. The irony here is that the team was actually comprised of really good guys. But given Captain Razor Ramon's moniker... The bad guy. This label proved appropriate as this fivesome who fought so valiantly against the opposition, in fact, triumphing over the Teamsters. Razor proved exactly how bad he was when he alone fended off all five foes to become this match's sole survivor. Chico. Of course, the Warriors. We mentioned them. Ultimate Warrior the Captain, Texas Tornado, the Legion of Doom, Animal and Hawk. These warriors didn't come out to play, they came out to destroy. Loose cannons adorned in spikes, face paint and ample fringe. The warriors were an assemblance of some of the WD's fiercest combatants, and the team fitted perfectly. They all were warriors. The Dark Side, 1995. Team members were The Undertaker, the captain, Savio Vega, Fatu, and Henry O. Godwin. Great team name. No Sith here, just the Dead Man Ensembled Squad represented the ominous nether region. The mythicism surrounding the Undertaker has always been bolstered by the the fear of, of his rivals, especially at WrestleMania time. The fear of the unknown and the dark side, the dark force that fuels the legendary superstar known as the Undertaker. Assuming this type of team would only intensify in the in Fright Factor alone, challenging adversaries to consider their venture ahead, a journey from which they may not return. The Undertaker has arrived. The Visionaries. Team members were Rick, the model Martel, who was the captain, the warlord, and power and glory, Hercules and Paul Roma, in 1990. Admittedly cold, the befitting handle is added begrudgingly to the 
quote-unquote best name list. The visionary's Elias was derived to mock the vision-impaired opposing team captain, Jake the Snake Roberts, who had been previously blinded by Rick the Model Martell, hence the name The Visionaries, because he had the blindness in the snake. The lead visionary, Martell, must have truly possessed keen foresight ahead of time, as implied by the moniker in piecing together this combination of superstars. Not only did they win, but the entire squad survived, avoiding elimination. You can attribute it all to the simple spritz of the model's signature arrogance. Now, fans, let's look at the worst team names in Survivor Series history. The Foreign Fanatics. Team members were Yokozuna, who was the captain, Crush, Ludwig Borga, and Quebecer Jacques Brugeau. This was in 93. Opposed by the pride of old glory draped U.S.-born superstars, Yokozuna led a team of cunning, powerful anti-Americans and labeled them the foreign fanatics. The overtop team explained their pact, but likened them to be the more... more of like a bunch of waving wackos from a less sophisticated stratosphere. Very unfortunate for what was a legitimately formidable and destructive combination of stars, plus a last-minute substitute for Quebecer Pierre. We had Crush, but wasn't Crush from Hawaii? I digress, fans. We look at the Teamsters. We mentioned them before. Good combination of stars. Terrible name. The members, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels was the captain, Diesel, Jeff Jarrett, Owen Hart, and Jim Neidhart from 94. You know, you had Big Daddy Cool, but he lost his cool when it came to Shawn Michaels' overbearing commands. So, this team of cool superstars became kind of dorkish when you call, you're called the Teamsters. Might as well call yourself the Union. The Rude Brood. This I was debating because this I like the, the rhyme to it. But we'll put it in the worst team names list. The members were Rick Rude was the captain, Mr. Perfect, and the fabulous Rougeaus, Jacques and Ray and Jacques and Raymond, if I could say that easily, from nineteen eighty nine. Like the name says, technically the team was all of a certain kind. Rude. It may rhyme nicely but it's so dampened the credibility of a team with too much talent for such ho-hum namesake as the Rude Brood. You know, you could say a play on Rick Rude's ravishing moniker may have been more fitting, like the ravishing ones. I don't know. I'm not a writer. I'm an announcer. Regardless of their ill-mannered label, the Brood's final surviving member, Mr. Perfect, sealed the win for the... for the demonic or villainous heelish team over Roddy's Rowdies, who bore an equally lackluster name. So uh, we can mention that one too. Roddy's Rowdies. Come on. And we'll finish off our worst team's names list with Clowns Are Us. Yes, I said it. Clowns Are Us. Team members, come on. Doink Dink, Pink, and Wink from 1994. The only thing worse than a team name with their individual names, Dink, Wink, and Pink, 
here's one more stink, and that's what this ma- this what this team name and match eventually was. Much like these Eliases do, all stink. Naturally, with the ring clown Prince himself, Doink, involved, the WWE Universe could expect plenty of water-spitting daisies, whoopee cushions, and more sophomoric antics. But it was Doink who slipped on a banana peel when he assimilated his pint-sized partner and gave his gaggle the most literal tag of Clowns Are Us. Dink was his partner a la Finley to Hornswoggle. But of course you had to add more more Dinks. Dink, Wink, Stink, Pink, Link, whatever. Doinks Are Us, terrible name. So, wrestling fans, that will wrap things up for another edition of the Pro Wrestling Nostalgia Show, Beyond the Bell. This completes our trilogy, looking back at the Survivor Series. We started off looking at the first decade of the Thanksgiving tradition, and the following ten years, up to 2010, before this current year's never-before-never-again Survivor Series encounter. And then we we capped it off with looking back at the greatest teams in Survivor Series history, as well as the greatest and worst team names in the Thanksgiving tradition known as the Survivor Series. Boy, I miss those days when the Survivor Series was on Thanksgiving. You could look forward to having some turkey stuffing, mashed potatoes, gravy. With me, it was much more at the time because I was, I was a big boy back then. And then sitting back and watching the Hulkster, the Hulkamaniacs, destroy, hanging and banging, on pay-per-view. I miss those days, I tell you. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Wrestling fans, it's time to thank our sponsors of the Beyond the Bell podcast. If it wasn't for them, BTB wouldn't be possible. A brand new sponsor to Beyond the Bell is Stitcher. Stitcher is a leading mobile audio company that provides a revolutionary media service which allows audio content to be easily aggregated, organized, and shared on mobile devices. It features the most up-to-date and relevant content in business, sports, politics, entertainment, and current events from the media industry's premier content providers. Stitcher works to provide an innovative platform for listening to audio content on the go. You can download the Stitcher app on all smartphones via the Android Market and the iTunes App Store. Stitcher, now streaming innovative audio. The SNS Radio Network provides daily audio programming that covers professional wrestling and sports entertainment. All produced by JJ Allcap Sexy, the SNX Radio Network provides nothing but top-notch audio for wrestling and sports entertainment fans. Shows include Wrestling News Live, The Pro Wrestling Rewind, Unplugged with JJ Sexy, What Would Fans Do, The Elite Force Podcast, and of course, Beyond the Bell. Also, the flagship of the SNX Radio Network, Sunday Night Showdown, where it covers all pay-per-views in the world of professional wrestling. The SNS Radio Network is streamed at Justin.tv, AudioWrestling.com, SNSRadioNetwork.com, Skype, and Google Voice. Basically, if you're not listening, you're not trying. Squared Circle Media. Jerome Willen provides Squared Circle Media to all pro wrestling fans. Squared Circle Media was designed to contain exclusive audio and video content. 
Squared Circle Media is proud to make episodes of Beyond the Bell and other pro wrestling audio content available to wrestling fans around the world. Pro Wrestling Ringside Radio contains news stories with analysis and opinions. And it is designed to be interactive by encouraging other fans to submit their own views of the top pro wrestling news stories. Pro wrestling fans are encouraged to send in their thoughts from Live Raw, SmackDown, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, and other independent wrestling events held around the globe. You can find all content from Squared Circle Media at www.squaredcirclemedia.net. Ringannouncing.com is the official website of ring announcer Sean Beckerman. This is where you will find video, audio, and the latest schedule for the future of ring announcing. That's www.ringannouncing.com. All videos are streamed at the YouTube channel, also labeled Ring Announcing. www.ringannouncing.com is the home for your host of Beyond the Bell, Sean Beckerman. It's go time. The Jetpack. Hosts Sean Beckerman and Frank Zintel bring you The Jetpack the brand new podcast dedicated to the New York Jets. The Jetpack airs every week during the New York Jets regular season. Each show will discuss last week's game, the game plan for next week, and much more. It includes audio and comments from Jets players and staff, courtesy of NewYorkJets.com. You can find all archive shows at jetpack.libsyn.com and on iTunes. Once again, that's jetpack.libsyn.com. And on iTunes, the Jetpack has blasted off fans. If you are interested in advertising on Beyond the Bell, email us at btbwrestling at gmail.com and in the title type, Advertising. Join the Beyond the Bell revolution. It's go time! couple quick side notes. First off, fans, I apologize for the lack of the Beyond the Bell Control Center the past couple weeks. As you know, with my brand new addition to the family, Double B, Bryce, uh, things have been a little hectic around the Beckerman household, and I truly apologize for the delay of the control centers and the scheduling of programming from Beyond the Bell. So bear with me in these first few months as I gather my surroundings and gather Bryce and gather... Uh, uh, just life in general as I can organize and put things together and have great and quality shows for you fans going forward and great and quality audio because I just don't want to throw anything together for you fans. I want it to be quality, nostalgia, old school wrestling and that's what Beyond the Bell is. Thank you again for all your support, your questions, comments, um, all the love and support after the birth of my child was so generous. Started off with JJ All Cap Sexay, which was great, and I truly appreciate all the SNS staff and fans for all your love and support through this great time in in my life and my family's lives. So thank you once again. On another note, we'll finish up Beyond the Bell with a comment from Survivor Series that took place this past year, 2011, about a week ago. We saw the return of, quite frankly, my mentor in professional wrestling, the greatest ring announcer to ever enter or step foot inside the squared circle, Howard Finkel. When he announced CM Punk, I had goosebumps on my arms because I sat every single month in the first row talking to the Fink. And he was so nice and so generous to me. I'm not sure if he'll remember me to this very day. I sent him tweets you know, telling him, you know, looking back at the old days on the monthly Madison Square Garden events, but I took my announcing style and I 
basically looked at him as my mentor. And it's a shame he's not on television, whether it's because they think it's cosmetic or they want someone younger. Nothing against Justin Roberts or Tony Chimmel. Tony Chimmel's put in a lot of time in the WWE. Justin Roberts has been there, put time in, and you know he has his shtick with the John Cena, you know, and and that stuff. But me, I'm always an old school Fink fan. That's why I, whenever I announce, I always have the Fink style in my announcing because I truly feel that's what fans love and would love to hear. Whether you're young or old, new fans to to, to the business or old, having the ladies and gentlemen and new. WWE Champion CM Punk. You cannot beat that any day of the week. Howard, we love you, and I hopefully can one day carry on your legacy on a major platform. That's my goal, my dream, to carry on your legacy in professional wrestling. So with that, fans, thank you so much for joining us for another edition of Beyond the Bell. Hopefully we'll have another control center coming your way through the month of December. We'll continue on with the Hulkamania Chronicles and WCW 101. And I think with the holidays rolling around, uh, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, you name it, we'll look back at the greatest families in the history of professional wrestling. So expect those three shows coming up in the coming weeks on the SNS Radio Network. You could check us out at beyondthebell.podbean.com as well as snsradionetwork.com. So for ring announcer Sean Beckerman, wrestling fans, we'll leave it off with our old school theme of the week with, since we spoke about them before, the Warriors comprised of the Legion of Doom, but the perfect team also comprised of Demolition. And since WWE 12 just came out and both teams are in it, I wanted to pay tribute to one of those teams, Axe and Smash, Demolition, their theme song. Finish things off here at Beyond the Bell. And also stay tuned after that song as we'll have our weekly old school LOL of the week. And just to give you a hint, it involves a snake and blackjack. If you have 21, I'll give you 22. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next week for another edition of Beyond the Bell via the SNS Radio Network.
And speaking of Jake the Snake Roberts, he's with our man, Michael St. John. Thank you, gentlemen. Back here I have a man of legendary proportion, the man, Jake the Snake Roberts. He is a man that you all recognize. He's a legend. Come on, Jake. Get on in here. The folks want to hear from you. You know what I'm saying right now is this. You know, you're a casino. Everybody says, well, gosh, you casino, you should gamble. Let me tell you something, Anvil. You don't want to play cards with me because I'll cheat. Okay? I cheat. You want to play 21? I got 22. You want to play blackjack? I got two of those, too. You want to play aces and eights? Maybe I got too many of those, too. Bottom line is this. You do not gamble with me. The only thing you should gamble is this. Listen to me. When you walk in a casino, and you want to gamble. The main thing is, you should realize this. To gamble, you must accept losing. I don't accept losing. And neither does Damien. Damien, my friend. My friend Damien is right here. Damien? Yeah, he just stuck his head out of it. Nice pile of snake, huh? Oh. You don't want to see us, do you? Well, Let me I show you something. Yeah, that's Let okay, me show you something. No. I tell you what, Anvil, go ahead, Anvil, roll the dice. Mr. Cameraman, get your ass back up here. Hello, I'm talking to you. Get the camera back up here. That is not what you need to worry about, Anvil. Because the bottom line is this. When the DDT comes, then the snake comes out. Worry about the DDT. DDT, 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 DDT. Think about it. A man of his word, Jake the Snake Roberts. Back to ringside. Hey fans, ring announcer Sean Beckerman here. Want to go back in time and relive the greatest and worst in the world of sports entertainment? From all-time favorite matches to the worst gimmicks in pro wrestling, we cover it all. So join us each and every week on the SNS Radio Network as we go beyond the bell. What? 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 What?